Welcome to Hope Church. If it's your first time this morning, can I just give you a special welcome? We have so many new people come in regularly, so we're used to it, and we will do everything in our power to make you feel at home. And something, we normally say this at the end of the meeting, but I'm going to say this now, right at the very beginning of my message anyway, and that is this, do not leave this place, right, without getting what you came here for. Whatever you came here for, you know, sometimes we don't get it for various different reasons. It's not always that it's wrong. Sometimes it's that you need to push through. There's some verses in the Bible. Jesus, uh, the, the great sermon on the mount is probably considered to be the greatest speech of all time. It literally is. I mean, you think about uh, Churchill, we will fight them on the beaches. You think about Reagan, uh, you know, stood at the Brandenburg Gate. Gorbachev, was it? Bring down this wall. And there's been some incredible, incredible speeches over the years. Martin Luther King, all of those speeches, Jesus' Sermon on the Mount is considered to be the greatest of them all. And in it, he says this, he says, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Hold on. I've got my prop. I'm determined to use it. Sometimes you've got to get your torch out. I'll try not to shine it in anyone's eyes. If I do, I apologise in advance. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will open to you. You've got to knock sometimes. You've got to seek sometimes. You've got to ask sometimes. The reason you're not getting what you want is because you haven't asked for it. You have not because you ask not sometimes. It's not a criticism. It's a statement of fact. And hopefully it's something that will help you. I am glad that Vicky mentioned the sermon title because for some reason I had it in my head. It was from rest to stress. You know when you get kind of things mixed up. So I'm really glad she said it from stress to rest. And I didn't get up here and make a fool out of myself. No, it's from stress to freedom. Did we go on stress to freedom? Did we go with stress to freedom? Right, right. I should say this. We went through about, what, 20? Would I be exaggerating if I said 20 different titles? I don't think I would. We went through loads of different titles for this series. The one I think sums it up, I've written it down because this is an important, I think this was the best one. See what you think, right? You ready for this? How to understand and use good stress and avoid bad stress, as well as giving you the tools to release it when it gets us. What do you think? Catchy. Catchy. That's what I thought. But apparently it wouldn't fit on the slide, so we had to go with the other one. But anyway, the, <laughs> the title ain't perfect. It's about stress. It's about anxiety. It's about all of those things. And it's not something we can do in one single message. So we're going to do it across a series and we're going to really address this. I was listening to some of the statistics this week and some of the biggest searches on Google globally around stress, anxiety, depression, all of those things. The amount of people that are going to the doctors and trying to take a pill to deal with stress and anxiety. Now, let me just say on that one, this is not the point of my message, but a pill sometimes can have uses. They can. I'm not saying that we should never take medication and even antidepressants can be effective in the right circumstances and done properly and managed properly. But generally the problem is that they're not. 
Generally, doctors are busy and they hand out pills, they hand out antidepressants, and, and basically because they've got no other option. Well, guess what? God has an answer to stress. He has an answer to anxiety. He created this world so he knows the answer to all of these things and more. He knows its right place and where it should be and all of those things. Do you know the secret? A silence has fallen across Hope Church. Do you know the secret? Listen, that was slightly intentional because it's a, it's a bit of a vague question, isn't it? Do you know the secret? Do you know that the Bible talks about the secret numerous occasions? Do you realize that? Do you know that the Bible talks about the secret of the kingdom of God on numerous occasions? Do you know it's actually a secret? Did you know that the kingdom of God is a secret? It's a secret. Do you know it? Do you understand it? Some of us do. If you would say, if you would hold your hand up and say, yeah, I know the secret of the kingdom of God. I understand it. I would say to you, how much of it do you understand? How much do you know it? Do you know it all? I would argue, I don't think any of us know it all. This is a, an incredible, incredible secret. In fact, I'm going to touch on some verses a little bit later. And just one word in those verses explains just how vast this thing is. But there's a secret there's a secret. There's a secret to dealing with stress and anxiety. There's a secret to the kingdom of God. There's a secret to knowing God. There's a secret to the Christian life. There's a secret to all of these things. There's a secret. And the thing about this secret, right? It is incredible. This secret, when you get hold of it, when you understand it, when you have a glimpse of it, just a glimpse of it, it is life change him do you remember about Archimedes at school Eureka you've all heard the phrase haven't you the story behind that you may have you may remember it from school you may have forgotten it you may not even know it Archimedes was in in before Jesus time if I've got my history right certainly around that time anyway he was in the the Greek empire in those times there was a kind of renaissance going on at that point and he got in the bath and something happened when he got in the bath. The water rose. Now you might go, well, that happens when I get in the bath. That's not exactly anything incredible. Yeah, and it isn't. And that happens to anyone. But in that moment when Archimedes saw that, he understood something. You see, up until that point, and I should have brought a prop for this actually. Can you see this at the back? Oh, well, what am I doing? What am I doing? Can you see this? All right. This is great, isn't it? This is, this is uh, Wayne's base amp okay it's quite a big and a hefty thing but it's square it's a square thing all right so the amount of space that that amp takes up okay is dead easy to work out and even in the the, the greek empire they knew how to work that out they didn't have you know the some of the technology that we have but that was it's facts i shouldn't say it's a square it's a cuboid if you're going to be technical but anyway it's easy to work out because it's got straight sides yeah, so you can kind of work out its height, its length, its breadth, and you've got the, 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 you've got it. This thing, can you see this? 
That is like some weird shape. You couldn't even describe that. So in Greek times, they could not work out the volume, the amount of space that this thing takes up. When Archimedes got in the bath and the water rose, he had a clicking moment. Suddenly the penny dropped and he realised something. He realised that you could suddenly measure the volume of any shape, no matter what shape it was, whether it was a nice formed shape like a rectangle or a prism or a triangle or anything like that you you could work it out no matter what it was by the displacement of the water in other words by how much the water rose that makes sense doesn't it well he was so excited by this he got out the bath and ran through the Ceres I think it was the the town was that he was in he ran through it naked Seriously, I mean, that's some commitment, isn't it? I'm not suggesting we're going to do anything like, we won't have any nakedness in this place today, all right? Let's just clear that one up, all right? But Archimedes was so excited, he ran through the town naked to tell everyone. And what he, what he understood, what he got was powerful. It's still being used today. All modern cruise liners, in fact, every boat virtually has markings on it so it knows its displacement and its weight you can even work out the weight of the boat by how low it is in the water this was a great discovery and Archimedes understood it but the thing about that discovery was it was there all the time it was there all the time it was just that no one had discovered it and Archimedes suddenly did and such is life these things are there all the time what are the things that you don't know what are the things that you don't know that you need to know what are the things that you don't understand that you need to understand the bad news is you don't know because you don't know it you don't know what you don't know but guess what God can open your eyes and the Bible tells us that every single secret Every one of them, you can keep clapping, that's okay. Every, <laughs> every single secret will be revealed. Yeah. Everyone will understand these secrets. The secrets of the kingdom of God and all the secrets that go with it, they will be revealed and everyone will understand them. The problem is that not everyone will understand them when they need to understand them by. Some people will understand them too late. It's a sad fact, but it is true. Some people will understand them too late. And they may complain and blame God for that, but I'm telling you now, it ain't God's fault. Right. It ain't God's fault. Yeah, right. It's never God's fault. I'm telling you that now. But listen, I don't want us to be, Paul talks about us not being without knowledge, not lacking that understanding, but that we know what we need to know so that we can live this life well. Jesus said he came that we would have life in all of its fullness. A great life, an abundant life, a life of blessings. Does that mean you won't ever face any problems? Not at all, not at all. But what it means is that there is no problem, no circumstance, no situation that can ever come to you, that you can ever face, that you cannot overcome that you cannot beat, that you cannot get. And it's faith. Faith is the big core of all of it. That undying belief, that undying uh, uh, acknowledgement and belief in God, that what he says is true. That no matter what comes along, we can face it and we can get through it and we can overcome it. That we can abound in much and we can abound in little. Whatever it is, we can overcome 
we can overcome. And you know, I, I, I was listening to a song, there's a great Hillsong and Guys worship team. I'm making a request, I'm doing it publicly. Where's our Josh? Is he in the room? Josh, where are you? No, he's not in here, he must be in youth. He's in youth, isn't he? There's a, there's a Hillsong song, As I Am, I think it's called, on the new album. It is, I've got this song on repeat, I'm blasting it out, it is incredible. But there's, there's some lines in it, and it talks about, and this is one of the things I love about this song, it talks about this love, it talks about this great love, and how great, it's too great to miss, it's too great not to take a hold of. And in this line it says this, I was driving here and I heard it, and I'm like, that's it, that's it, I won't second guess. I won't second guess. Isn't the problem sometimes that we second guess? We get the answer. The answer comes to us. It's there right in front of us. And we second guess. We go, actually, have I got the answer? Have I got the solution? Am I on the winning side? Am I there? Don't second guess, church. Do not second guess. This is too powerful to do that. I want to share some verses with you. I want to shine a light. In oh, fact, I should really do that, shouldn't I? I want to shine a light because this is, this is going to be relevant today, this thing. What are you shining your light on? What are you focused on? Are you focused on that gap in the curtains there? I tend to focus on stuff like that. <laughs> Anyone who knows me knows I'm like, why is there a gap in the curtains there? Why does that look so bad? Why has no one sorted that out? In fact, let's just check around. There. Normally, there's normally one at the back around there, but I, I think, no, there's another one there, but I don't think you can see that. I think it's just at this angle. No, we're not too bad, actually. Oh, there's another little one there. But listen, are you focusing on all the negative things? Or are you focusing on the good stuff? Are you focusing on the positive? Listen, in Ephesians 3.10, okay, an absolutely incredible verse. One of these verses, it's been there all the time. Many of you in here will have read this verse. I'm not sure how many of you will have really kind of delved into this verse and understood the significance of it because there's some significant stuff. I spotted five things in this verse just on its own. Ephesians 3.10, it starts off like this. It says, so that, there's some stuff before it, but you don't really need to know it. Context can be really important. In this one, this verse stands alone. Through the church. Listen to this. Through the church. Some people will, may try and tell you that you don't need to go to church to be a Christian. Yeah. They're half right, but they're half wrong. Yeah. Our relationship with God is personal. It is a private thing, yeah. but equally our relationship with God is a communal thing. When we worshipped together here this morning in that worship set, the people I'm stood next to, I'm being affected by them. They're being affected by me, hopefully positively, by my angelic singing. Possibly not, because it's not always. I'll, I'll, I'm, I'm quite happy to admit that. <laughs> but do you realise we are affecting each other? Do you realise that? Think about everything you know about God. How much of that, what percentage of that did you realise on your own? through your own study, through your own understanding. How much of it did you need others for? If there wasn't a church, where would you find other Christians? How would you find out how to do life? Where would you get your help from? 
through the church, God says. Shine a light on that through the church. And then the second thing I noticed about this one, he says this, the manifold wisdom of God. What does that word manifold mean? Well, it's that thing on your car, isn't it? You've got an inlet manifold, you've got an exhaust manifold, and then it basically takes the the air and the petrol mixture on the old-fashioned cars anyway, and it spreads it out across all the cylinders. Could be four, could be six, could be eight, could even be 12 cylinders. Manifold is something that is vast. It has many, many parts to it. It is too big to, to kind of sum up. Manifold means expanse, huge. The manifold wisdom of God is taught. What, it, what it's saying there, what the translators are saying there is that this wisdom of God is huge. You cannot sum it up in one part. It has got so many different parts to it. It is incredible. It is vast. It is wide. It is deep and it is high. The manifold wisdom of God. So number one, through the church. Number two, the vast, incredible, unbelievable wisdom of God. His wisdom. Number three, made known. Made known. Bible says all of these secrets will be made known. In fact, it goes as far as to say there is nothing hidden that will not be revealed in the end. Now, some of you might be thinking, whoa, whoa, hold on. <laughs> oh, hold on, I didn't come here to hear that. Like, what, you're telling me everything? Like, everything, everything I've ever done. Well, kind of. Listen, the good news is if you're a Christian, right, then God chooses not to remember the sins. That's what he says. He doesn't, it's not quite technical to say he forgets. He doesn't forget, but he chooses not to remember them. So I'm hoping that like, it's not going to be this video of my life, because that wouldn't be good. I, I'm, I'm going to like, absent myself from that one, and some of you will do the same from your videos as well. Anyway, but number four, to the rulers and authorities. Now this is the kind of key bit for me, really. This and the next one. To the rulers and authorities. So what it's saying in this verse is that this incredible wisdom of God, the church is going to make this known to rulers and authorities and number five, in the heavenly places. Now those last two bits, number four and five, think about this. In other words, what it's saying is we, the church, uh, we, like, we think our mission is to Warrington, don't we? Our vision is to, to, to go for the 1% of Warrington. We, 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 God said to us, this is what we believe, God said to us, the 1% of Warrington, I'm charging you, they are your responsibility. Yeah. Yeah. It's for you to go out and look after them like the lost sheep. Leave the 99% and go for the 1%. That's still thousands of people. This is a big town. It's like a city, Warrington. But here, Paul's saying that actually we're not just going to preach, minister to the 1% of Warrington, but we're actually going to minister to rulers and authorities. So you might start be thinking like, oh, the Queen and, and, you know, Theresa May or whoever's in next and all of this kind of stuff. No, no, no. It doesn't mean that because it says the rulers and authorities in the heavenly places. Have you ever thought about that? 
Have you ever really realised that and understood that? We are ministering to rulers and authorities in heavenly places and it ain't God. It doesn't mean the Holy Spirit and Jesus, although you know we do have commune with him and he does listen to us. No, no, no. What the Bible's talking about here is these are principalities and powers. These, this is the devil. These are the demonic influences this verse is talking about. That's what this is talking about. These rulers and authorities in the heavenly places are the demonic authorities in the heavenly places. Do you realise that? So we are actually teaching the devil a lesson. I like that. I'm going to teach you a lesson. I'm going, to te- I'm going to show you, devil. I'm going to show you what's right. I'm going to show you what's wrong. I'm going to sort you out. Do you realise that? How many of us are, are, are being overcome by circumstances, situations, problems, and they seem so big and so, so vast? Well, only, the negative ones are only coming from one place. Now, there is an argument to say, I heard someone put it this way, about like, no, no, I won't go down that route. But we're being kind of like overcome by these problems, persecuted by problems. Oh, you know, my boss is getting at me and all of this. Well, some of it is maybe you're not working hard enough. You know what I mean? Do your job better. Be good at your job. Do it well. Make sure you're in on time. All, you know, you're getting, a, a, a getting out from your boss because you're late. Well, don't be late and you won't get it. You know what I mean? It's, it's, some of it's simple, but some of it does come from the enemy. Some of it does come from the enemy. Do you realise, right? He hates you. Do you realise that? This, this guy, right? He hates you he is demonic he doesn't like he's not like oh well I just dislike you he hates you he is out to seek and to get well in fact let's read some verses right 1 Peter 5 verse 8 Uh, well sorry we'll start with verse 7 okay verse 7 starts like this give all your so give all your worries and cares to God, because he cares about you. What a great start. What an incredible start. You see, God is all powerful. I think many of us can understand that concept, right? He is all powerful. But if he was only all powerful, that would be a nervous thing. To my cat, I am all powerful, right? <laughs> You know what I mean? I could take that cat and stroke it and be nice and all of that. But to my cat, right, when I come in stomping in the room, that cat runs. <laughs> to, that, to my cat, right, I'm all powerful. You see, the cat, it's a cat. And I know there's many of us in here that love cats and all of that kind of stuff. But it's a cat. It's not a human being. It doesn't have the understanding that we have. I know I'm blowing some people's minds here and I, I apologise. If any of you need counselling, come and see me after the meeting. I'll talk to you and we'll, we'll talk it through. But it's a cat, right? It's not a human being. So it doesn't understand some of the things that we understand, although we pretend that they do, don't we? Let's be honest about it, right? But my cat sometimes doesn't know if I'm like, you know, going to kill it or going to like feed it. You know what I mean? It doesn't know because it's a cat. 
It gets nervous. It doesn't have a clue. And if we didn't know that God loved us, <laughs> if we didn't know that God loved us, we could be the same about God. We could be treating God like we don't know whether he's about to like send a thunderbolt and like blow me up or like send some calamity on me because he suddenly hates me today. Or whether he actually loves me. Some of us are behaving like cats. <laughs> that wasn't in my notes, by the way. <laughs> I think it's, I'm, I'm going with it. I'm, in, I'm, I'm, I'm enjoying this one. I'm playing with this one. I'm having a bit of fun with this one. <laughs> Some of us are behaving like cats, maybe even dogs. Although dogs are a bit more daft, aren't they? They kind of just, they just think you're good all the time, don't they? they I'm mean, great. I love dogs. But anyway, but cats, there's a little bit more suspicion with a cat. Come on, anyone got a cat and notice that sometimes they can be a bit like, whoa, and they scarp and they just get off, you know? And sometimes there's good reason. But anyway, <laughs> but 1 Peter 5, 7 starts off with, give all your worries and cares to God because he cares for you. That means we can come boldly to God. We don't have to worry we don't have to be like, whoa, hold on, like, is he in a good mood today? Do, you know, do we have to like, you know, is, God, is it a bad time, God? You know, have I caught you at a bad time? Is it not for you, for me? Am I like, have I had a really bad day, been really naughty today? I've done so many things wrong. Should I come back tomorrow? Because it's probably going to be easier tomorrow, you know, and this and that and the other. No, no, no. We can come to God anytime, yeah. boldly, yes. boldly, yeah. at any point, yeah. because he loves us. Yeah. Every single one of you. Every single one of us. He loves us. He cares for you. You can trust him. Verse 8 says this. Stay alert. Watch out. Watch out. Stay alert. Keep looking around. Be vigilant. Be vigilant. Don't just turn your light off and put it down. No, no, no. Watch out. Keep looking around. Keep your eyes open. Look. Watch. Look and listen. Why? Because your great enemy. Anyone like um, Doctor Who or Sherlock Holmes? Any Sherlock Holmes fans? I actually quite like Sherlock Holmes, I'll be honest. The new, some of the new stuff's brilliant, isn't it? Moriarty. You've probably all heard of Moriarty. He's Sherlock's great enemy. He hates him. He's always out to get him. He's his nemesis, his arch enemy. The devil's ours, yours. He's your enemy. He's not, he's not your friend. Don't, don't, don't do that thing. Don't think he, he, he's going to go easy on you. Don't think like he's going to suddenly have pity on you. Don't think he's going to go, ah, you know what? I've put them through that much. I'll leave them alone now. I mean, like, he's, he's had that much off me. I'm going to go there instead. Or I'm going to go there instead. And yeah, I'm going to, no, no, no. He will get as many of you as he can. The good news is he's not all powerful. The good news is he's not everywhere. God is everywhere all the time. The enemy isn't. He cannot be. And that gives context to the solution that God gives us. So he says, stay alert, watch out your great enemy, and he names him the devil. Yeah. Anyone seen the new Avengers film? Let's go for the younger ones. I was taken to see that by my kids. Come on, the enemy in that one, that big guy, the ugly looking one, it's like him. He's your arch enemy. He's out to get you. 
Except I think even in the Avengers film, if I remember rightly, he has a, a nice moment. The devil never does. Never, never once. He's after you. Guess what, right? A little insider. He doesn't like you. He actually doesn't like you. He, he thinks, yeah, he thinks some nasty stuff about you. He doesn't like you. He, he, he actually, like, he's picked you out. They're like, I don't like that person. I'm going to do everything I can in my power to get them. Fortunately, his power's limited. He prowls around. Now, this might sound scary, but I'm hopefully going to explain to you this is a good thing. He prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. He's like, whoa, who can I get? Who can I get? I'm looking around. And oh, oh, better not shine. I nearly shined it on the dog then, sorry. And he's looking around. He's like, boom, I've got that one there. That one, that one, that one. He's prowling around looking, looking for someone whom he can desire. He's desire, devour, devour. Well, he desires to devour you. That's what I was meaning. <laughs> But thanks for explaining that to the congregation. That's good. That's good. I know. That's good. That's my wife. For the tape, that's my wife saying that. Helping me out. Always there. She's a good wife. He prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. He's after you. See, some of you think, like, he's after me. And you're right, he is, because he is after me. I've had a target on my back for years. He's been after me that much. And, and he, he's constantly, tr- like, and, and it's just saying the Bible, he, he kind of, he does go for leaders. He likes to get leaders, and there's often a target on the back of leaders, right? But don't just think he's after me. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, you know, poor pastor and all of that stuff. No, no, he's after you. Yeah. He's after you. Yeah. He, he's, he's got you in his sight. And he's prowling around like a roaring lion. Now that's good news. Because he's not like going around quietly. Sneaking up on you. Behind your back. He's not like, you know, he's not going around and he's like, he's roaring, he's shouting. You know when this guy's coming. Every single attack I've ever had, right, I've had warning. God's warned, and Vic, he's warned us, he's told us in advance everything that's going to happen, right? He's not like sneaking up, he's not like going round and thinking, who can I get, who can I get? Let's go back here, I've got you. Like, you didn't expect it, because I've got, sorry, Sue, I've got you in the eyes there. <laughs> no, he, this guy's, he's like, he, he, he presents himself. He's roaring as he turns up. He's a bit stupid, really, isn't he, to be fair? Well, verse 9 says this. This is the good bit. This is where the answer comes now. It says, stand firm. Plant your feet. Lift your head up. Gird yourself. In, in the old translations it says, in other words, get yourself ready. Ready for a fight. Stand ready. Not like with your head down and, oh man, what am I going to do? This is terrible. The Bible says, stand firm against him and be strong. Be strong in your faith. Not weak in your faith. Not, oh, woe is me and it's all terrible. No, the Bible says, be strong in your faith. Speak it out. Encourage yourself. Encourage yourself in the Lord. Keep telling yourself. Now listen, we should be encouraging each other as well. But you've got to be encouraging yourself as well. You've got to be encouraging yourself. Remember that your family of believers 
all over the world is going through the same kind of suffering that you are. You are not alone. You are not alone. We're all going through it together. He's after all of us. He hates all of us. He's causing all of us problems. And you think you're the only one and you're on your own. You're not. And that's not me having a go at you and being like, oh, you all tell you, yeah, you think you're all on your own and that, guess what, I've got problems. You think you've only got problems? I've got problems too. No, 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 it's not men like that. It's men like, no, you're not on your own. You're not on your own. We're all going through it together. We're all facing him together. This is a battle that every single one of us faces multiple times. But a good man, a good woman can stand strong and can overcome time and time and time and time again. Your faith doesn't run out. It's not like I've only got nine lives. I'm being a cat again. I've had eight already. If he comes at me one more time, I'm done for. We're not cats. (laughs) I'm loving this one. Brilliant. (laughs) Verse 9 again. Stand firm against him and be strong. Strong in your faith. Strong in your faith. Strong in your faith. Is choosing what you focus on. Are you focusing on this all the time? You see, problems come. Curtains get pulled by people and they don't put them back. Anyone who's got kids knows all about that kind of stuff. They mess the house up and they don't put it back. And you're like, what is going on? I'd sorted all that out. You can either sit here and just keep focusing on it. Look at the state of that. Look how awful that looks. I mean, we've got it looking really nice in here. And now look at that on the platform. And no one's fixed it. Sorry, worship team, I'm calling you out here. (laughs) Am I the only one that saw this? So I can like sit here and just keep looking at it. And keep focusing on it. And just keep looking at it and getting all obsessed with it and all how terrible it is. But guess what? You know, sometimes what you've got to do. Put your flipping torch down and go over there and just fix it. Just go, yeah, I can do that, can't I? I can just like move that and fix it and put it, there you go, job done. It's sorted. And now I can start looking at the good stuff. Now I can start focusing on the nice stuff like all these nice instruments and Wayne's guitar that shines in people's eyes and all that kind of stuff. (laughs) (laughs) I remembered that one, mate. (laughs) Verse 10. In his kindness he starts it with that and he wraps it up with that in his kindness this is God in his kindness God called you to share in his eternal glory this is coming full circle we are called to share in his eternal glory to preach to the cosmos, to the world, to all of the powers, no matter who they are, no matter how great they may think they are. We have been given that power. We're called to, to share in God's eternal glory by means of Christ Jesus. He's sharing it with us. He's sharing it with us 
People like say, oh yeah, because like Christians do worship at the beginning and God's this like weird guy who just, you worship me, worship me, worship me. That's not how it is. God's like, no, remember your place. Remember who you are. I mean, I've said that to my kids. Whoa, I'm not one of your mates, I'm your dad. Like when they're being cheeky. I don't mean I'm not one of the mates, because I am one of the mates who watch the footy together, and I give my daughter driving lessons, and me and my youngest went to watch a film yesterday, and we're cuddling and watching Secret Life of Pets 2, and the cats and all of that stuff. We're mates. We're mates. But sometimes it's like, no, 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 I'm not your mate, I'm your dad. I'm your dad. If you don't understand that, if you don't treat that relationship right, you're going to miss something here. You're going to miss my loving care, my tender protection for you. You're going to miss my authority, which isn't just there to have a go at you. It's there to protect you. It's there to keep you on the straight and narrow. But God actually then, when we give him the glory, when we give him his position, he shares it out with us. How incredible is that? Don't sound like a megalomaniac to me. He is sharing his glory with us. Remember that first verse of three, Ephesians 3.10 that said he is using us, the church. Yeah. Us, the church, to teach the wisdom of God, the manifold, the immense, the awesome, the incredible, the uncountable wisdom of God to all of the principalities and powers that it might be made known throughout everywhere, in the heavenly places, not just here on earth, but that the enemy, that one who's prowling around to try and get you, that actually he may see your power. He may see your power, the power of God in you. Come on, amen. Time's up. What are you focusing on? I, I want to pray for you. What are you focusing on? Are you focusing on the negative? Sometimes you just got to deal with it. Sometimes you got to pray and take your faith and say, God, show me the solution. Show me the solution. Sometimes you got to go and get help and go and speak to some people and say, hey, can you help me? I need some help in this. I need to, to bear the load with some other people. I need to chat with you and get some help and some wisdom and some counsel. Sometimes you just got to go, do you know what? I, I, I've done everything I can on this problem. It's being dealt with and I'm going to stop fixating on it. Look, there's another gap there. I'm going to stop fixating on that. Wow, I didn't even know. I've literally just found that one. Now I'm getting a bit like... <laughs> oh man, I'm going to have to fix it. Hold on. Sorry. I can't be preaching it, not practicing it, can I? Yeah, that's looking good. Sometimes you've got to walk over there and fix it. Other times I've got to say, that's too high for me to reach. Is there someone else who's got a ladder who can get up there and fix that for me? What are you focusing on? Should we stand? Can I pray with you? Can I pray for you? Because it feels this morning like, maybe from the amens, 
it just sounds like some of you are going through this. Has anyone in here been, has this message spoken to anyone? Has it encouraged anyone? If it is, just give us a little, I don't know, a shout, a cheer, an amen, a roar, something like that. Yeah, I'm, I'm liking that. That's good. Yeah, not for me, for you. Honestly, this is for you. This is for us. Because this is like your faith. When you do that, that's your faith speaking out. So, let me pray for you. Lord, it starts with love. Right at the beginning of these verses on our enemy and how we deal with him, Lord, you started off by telling us how much you love us, that you care for us. So, Lord, the first thing, Lord, I, I just pray, increase our care for one another, our love for one another. Lord, multiply it. Lord, challenge us. Challenge us to love one another more. Not me, but each other in the church. Lord, let us, let us do the, 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 the least in this church, Lord. Let us go out and, and, and show our love and our care. Yeah. And Lord, for everyone who's struggling, everyone who's been, been really going over, going round, it feels like going round in circles for quite a time now. Lord, I just ask you for help. Help us, Lord. Help us. Lord, help us. Cast all your cares upon him because he loves you, it says in your word. You tell us, Lord, to cast our cares upon you. So, Lord, for every single person that's going through it in this place right now, all the ones even on the podcast listening to this right now, Lord, we lift them up. You in the on the podcast listening right now. I'm praying for you now. I see you right now, right now, and I lift you up now. I pray for you now. I pray for freedom. I pray for release. Jesus came to set us free. Bless us, Lord. We pray. Lift us up, Lord. Lord, that we may truly share in Your glory. As your word says. Yeah. Amen? Amen. 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 Come on, guys. Listen, I think we're going to finish with a song, yeah? yeah. Right, have we got a good one? We're going to rock them out, Wayne. Well, roll oh, man, roll them out, roll them out. Roll it out, mate. Is it as powerful as any of that stuff we did before? Yeah. Yeah.